0: Sarah I've just had a light bulb moment. I think about food all the flipping time apart from when I'm actually eating it. How do I change that up? If this sounds familiar stay tuned for three steps you can implement today to shift your focus and see real results. Hi, I'm Sarah Butler. Over 17 years working in the diet industry and over 40 years of my own binge eating and weight struggles taught me that there had to be another way. So I created it. I now live slimmer, happier and eating exactly what I want. And in this podcast, I share the other way with you. The other way to work with your body and your mind rather than against them, so that you get to create real and lasting change, all from the inside out. Ready for a life less dieted? Let's go. Hey, hey, Sarah here. Welcome back. So that was a great bit of self-awareness from one of my clients just last week, which was um, yeah very convenient and useful for me because I was literally planning what this week's podcast could be about when she messaged me. So thank you. You know who you are. And I told you I'd give you a shout out. So it's completely, totally normal and actually pretty damned useful to think about food part of the time. You know, maybe first thing in the morning when you're scanning your day ahead and making plans, maybe when you're shopping or when you're about to cook, and of course, when you're physically hungry. But yep, thinking about food all the time, hmm, probably not over-useful. And if this sounds like you, you've landed in exactly the right episode for you right now, because working out how to stop thinking about food means understanding why you're thinking about it. And when I realised this, it created a massive shift for me. So here are my three top tips for shifting your focus to, some, to something more beneficial for you too. So first of all, step one is mind your language. Anyone else remember that dodgy TV comedy? I think it was in the 80s called Mind Your Language or am I just showing my age now? So the statement was, I think about food all the time. All the time, really? Or just a lot of it? You see, our subconscious mind, which is the bit of us that's running the show, literally, it's where our programming is held. It's what makes us do all the things we automatically do out of habit. It doesn't know the difference between what's real and what we just say or think about. And our subconscious wants to serve us well. So it'll seek to make real what it hears from us even if that's just a thought we're having, because it thinks that's what we want. Now, this can be dangerous. I mean, God dang it. Think of all our mean girl self-talk. And, 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 and we can use it to our advantage too by visualizing what we do want. So if you're telling yourself that you think about food all the time, guess what your subconscious mind will nudge you to do? Yes, it'll get you to think about food all the time. So, great self-awareness and maybe switch the language up to something more useful. And that could go like this. So, if your thought is, I think about food all the time, you could maybe shimmy that into, I think about food more than is useful for me. Now, that's more realistic, but another super interesting thing about the, the subconscious mind is that it's it's like a massive search engine and just like a search engine, it doesn't recognize or compute negatives. So let's take Google, for example. If you wanted to, say, go on holiday and you wanted to rent a villa, but you were bored of Spain, so you didn't want to go to Spain and you typed into Google holiday villas, not Spanish. What would Google present you with? Yep, a whole load of very lovely, I'm sure, but Spanish holiday villas because it doesn't recognize what you don't want. It gives you what it thinks you're asking for. Whoops. And our subconscious minds are exactly the same. So if you started with, I think about food all the time, and then you shimmed into the more truthful version of I think about food more than is useful for me. We're getting there, but can you see that your subconscious mind would still want to serve you well by getting you to think about food more? So what would be a great way to tweak that into something even more powerful? Well, maybe I think about what to eat occasionally when it serves me well. So that was step one. Mind your language. Step two is to give yourself enough. You see, When we eat, it's always for one of two reasons. Either physical hunger, for fuel, or out of emotional desire, so for pleasure. And that's cool. Always, always, always remember, food is great. And the good news is, we are meant to eat. Food keeps us alive, and it's scrummy. We're meant to enjoy it. There's only one reason we become overweight, and it isn't because we eat. It's because we overeat. Now, I know that's a really simplistic thing to say, but it's been a huge light bulb moment for many of the people that I've worked with over the years. It's not about the eating. We're meant to eat. Our problems arise in the overeating. And with that being true, maybe then we need to place all of our focus and attention and energy in the over bit, in the overeating. Well, isn't that what we've been trying to do for years? And my philosophy, my phil philosophy, see what I did there, is the problem is, the massive problem is, when we focus on trying not to overeat, we slip into the trap of affecting our eating and not in a good or useful way. We negatively affect what we're meant to do, of what we're meant to enjoy. The phrase, throwing the baby out with the bathwater springs to mind here. So in trying to get rid of the problem i.e. the overeating, we harm what's both necessary and flipping good in our life, the eating. Now, of course, even on a diet, we eat, you know, even on a strict diet, we eat something. But when we're trying not to overeat, we often don't give ourselves enough. So does this sound familiar? You can be good, in inverted commas, so eat really well during the day, but as soon as you get home after a busy day, the picking starts and it snowballs and then you feel like you can't stop until you've eaten the contents of the fridge and the fridge. Sound familiar? Or you can be good, again, in inverted commas, all week. You start every Monday with, this is going to be the week, the week that I eat perfectly all week. And yes, it starts well. If you measure well by how many calories you consume or don't. But by Wednesday, you're climbing the walls, having to go to bed early so that you don't scream at the kids because you're so emotionally fraught. And by Friday, well, by Friday, the fuck it fairy has landed. You have a Mackey's breakfast, a pub lunch and chocolate and copious glasses of Prosecco for tea. So you write Saturday off and then, well, then you try to be good to make up for it all on Sunday. But can you see when we do this, we're just perpetuating this negative cycle and it doesn't make us feel good and it doesn't get us the results we want. You can't get control over your eating by restriction and deprivation, by trying to be good, by trying to eat less. If you're constantly thinking about food or feel out of control around food, then the chances are you need to allow yourself much more so that you get enough. Enough freedom, enough fuel, enough nutrients, enough satisfaction and enough emotional understanding. Because when we're trying to eliminate the overeating, the effects of that spill over to our eating and to the very things we need in order not to overeat, i.e. energy, nourishment, satisfaction, good feelings and freedom. They are all diminished. So, what if we gave ourselves enough? What if we restored our freedom around food? We got rid of the judgment and all the unuseful messages that diet culture has given us over the years. What if we ate enough to keep ourselves so well fed that we don't trigger the biological primal urge to overeat? What if we nourish ourselves enough so our hormones don't go out of whack and send us false hunger signals? What if we ate foods that we love, that love us back, so not only are we full and well fed, we're also satisfied with what we're eating? And what if we learn to accept all our emotions and recognise them for what they are, useful messengers about how our lives are panning out for us right now and we were able to either sit with those emotions and let them flow through us or we're able to act on them from a place of self-love and care rather than using food to distract or numb or detach us. You see... Going on a diet, hoping to become the type of person who does enough of all those things in a way that maintains health and happiness is like putting a sticky plaster on a broken arm. Because weight is not the problem. Weight is a symptom of overeating. And actually, overeating isn't the problem either. Overeating is a symptom of not giving ourselves enough. Enough fuel Nutrients, satisfaction, emotion or freedom. And we need to gift ourselves more of all five. And then, ironically, the overeating would take care of itself. We wouldn't have the same physical urges or emotional cravings to eat and therefore we naturally wouldn't feel the need to overeat either. Because when we have enough, we don't go looking for more. And when I realised this, I was like, oh, all those times I asked myself, why can't I just flipping do it? And that's it right there. So there was a lot to unpick in that second step. So please, 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 please reach out to me if you'd like to explore that more. Now, step three is to be more mindful. So remember my lovely client way back at the beginning of this episode, Sarah, I think about food all the time, except from when I'm eating. Well, she went on to finish her sentence with, when I'm eating, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm like a woman possessed. I just kind of inhale it. And then I'm left with an empty plate or the empty empty wrapper wondering what happened. So step three is to keep your mind full of the eating when you're eating. Fully experience the food. Check in with what it looks like, what aroma it's giving off. How does it feel in your mouth? What's its texture, its flavour? Does the texture or the flavour change as you chew? How does it leave you feeling as you eat more and more of it? And do all of this from a place of gentle curiosity, not judgement. Remember, food is great. We are meant to eat. Distracted eating, or not thinking about the food while we're eating it, is a way that we disconnect ourselves, sometimes outside of our awareness, but often from feelings of guilt or shame about what we're eating, how we're eating it, how much we're eating, or how we feel about ourselves or our bodies. So step three is to be mindful of the food while you're eating it. It's really useful to make an occasion out of eating. Sit down, set this table if you can, Focus on fully enjoying the food rather than, I don't know, driving or watching telly or playing on the phone. Honor yourself with these few minutes and you'll experience those, did I just eat that, moments less and less. So the objective is to think more around food while you're eating and only think about food as much as is useful for you when you're not eating. So those were my three steps I'd love, love, love to hear how you get on with this. If you need more help with this, if it feels like you can't stop thinking about food or if it feels like you can't stop eating even when you're not hungry, I'll soon be releasing my three-day free mini course. So please follow me on Insta or on Facebook to be one of the first to grab that. I also have a free Facebook group, The Other Way For Beginners, where I share lots more tips and support. So come on over and join me there and I'll pop this link in the show notes. Until next time, love yourself lots. Mwah.